going on, everybody? Happy Friday to you. Today is, I don't know, October 21st. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 224 of the Simply Cyber's Daily Briefing. Apologies, let me get this out of the way up front. It's a thousand percent my fault. When Dr. Jared Oger asked me to fill in today, I did not look at my calendar um, before accepting the 8 o'clock appointment. Forgot that my puppies are going in for some routine uh, uh, things being done today, so they had to be dropped off at 8 o'clock this morning. So, 1000% my fault. Sorry for the one-hour lateness, but hopefully everybody is able to be here and be able to enjoy this thing moving forward. You know, Today, I'm feeling very cakeish. You know, the 90s alternative band, Fat Man Happy Dance. I do have a joke of the day, a cyber dad joke of the day that we will be doing today. Um, I did have a chance to take a look at the uh, some of the stories. I see a potential spicy comment here or there. Um, I do see a question. Does anyone know of a good DFR training module really like? So now we're now still made from the security blue team level two. Um, there is I've heard the Cyber Mentor has a good DFIR. Normally mine is way up there with Sans, um, because when I got into DFIR, Sans was really the only one that had something really complete and comprehensive. But I do think um, the Cyber Mentor has the uh, an entry level DFIR. Oh, there. I think Black Hills Information Security does as well. Check both of those resources out. Let, so ping me on LinkedIn if you don't see that information out there, right? So all the all the social media stuff is down there. Um, and I'll do my best to try to find you a resource for some entry-level DFIR stuff, right? Um, hope everybody is doing well. Again, I am your special guest host, Eric Taylor, with Barricade Cyber Solutions. And over the next 45 minutes, I'll be delivering the top cybersecurity news of the day and provide technical expert analysis on each of these stories. What it means and what it means for you as a practitioner looking to break into this industry is you are getting the first news of the day. You're going to be able to go out there and crush it and knowing what is happening in the industry and in your world to impact both you and the business. Uh, meow, meow from Gaming from the Cat. Love it. Love it. Um, that shout out and thanks to this stream sponsor, Barricade Cyber Solutions. You ladies and gentlemen know me. You know me when you, to call me when things hit the fan. My schedule is literally right there on barricadecyber.com. Check it out. Yeah. What you see here is what you get, you know, a uh, little rough around the edges, but, you know, this is who I am. Um, also, check out this stream's co-sponsor, Re Recon InfoSec. If your organization is large enough to have real cybersecurity concerns, but maybe not quite large enough to build out a full-fledged security operations capability from the ground up, check out the Managed Detection and Response, a.k.a. MDR, offering from Recon InfoSec. Their offerings include the people, the process, and the technology needed to deliver full-spectrum security operations to any organization of any size. Like I've said several times before, you know, a lot of times toward the end of the year, a lot of businesses, including mine, will definitely go through and um, look at what's coming up for renewal um, and start evaluating new things, right? Uh, new services and new pro product offerings, what's What's my current gaps in my organization, things of that nature. So if you're up for renewals toward the end of the year going into 2023 and you want to be a little bit more secure, 
like I said, check out Recon InfoSec. Definitely check us out. You know, always be evaluating, right? Um, the one thing that really drives me nuts, especially when we come in on DFIR, yes, it's going to be an ADHD moment uh, day today. Um, but the things that really drive me nuts is the layers. I, I know the security onion is a thing, right, ladies and gentlemen? It is a thing. And you want to layer your stuff on there, but you don't want to add just a application layer to fix a problem when three of your other applications already do that. Consolidate, put practical security measures in place to build that actual security onion or your AKA your security stack, depending on you know where you're from is what you may call it, right? But just only buying a tool to throw at a particular specific problem literally drives me nuts. Basically, we want to go play in the interstate traffic. Um, make people, you know, from Live PD or whatever it's called now, oh, on patrol live, come out um, and you know film me being goofy in the interstate, right? So I want to remind you that if you hold professional certificates that require CP, like this gentleman here, um, each episode of the daily daily cyber threat briefing is worth half a CPE, so 2.5 every week and roughly 10 a month. Be sure to document literally the easiest and I will argue the most enjoyable way to earn your CPEs. If you are live, we love it. We love it. We really do love it. Seeing those threat feeds or seeing the threat feed. <laughs> you see where I spend most of my day. Seeing the chat feed um, going through, being engaging. You're here. That's why we're here. And you're here because we're here. It, you know, it really is a vicious circle. Um, but we do love seeing the engagement. We do love everybody saying good more to each other, having those conversations as we go through the daily cyber threat briefings and, um, you know, just being a community. So honestly, from the bottom of my heart, and I know Dr. Ozier would say this to you as well. We truly, truly thank you, every last one of you, whether you are team replay, team live, or you're listening on the podcast edition of your uh, of this on your favorite podcast platform of choice. We do truly, truly appreciate it. With that, we are going to get started here in just a few moments. I am going to say hi to everybody in the chat. Hope everybody, again, is doing well. Like I said, I do have it for traditional um, dad joke or for joke of the day Friday. I will have a joke in the midstream role. Um, it is still early enough. I know I'm not sure. I'm sure Carrie's in the chat, but yep, I'm drinking coffee. It's still on that coffee. Uh, Tom Bishop, good morning, sir. Good morning. Pamela, TGIF, yes, thank goodness it is Friday. Scott, good morning from KC, Kentucky, right? No, no, Kansas City, right? There we go. So we got Michigan checking in the house. <laughs> yep, coffee, coffee, seeing the coffee emojis. Uh, Joshua B, yes, we will have a joke of the day. It is that dad joke style with the cyber twist, right? It's going to be corny, I promise you. Um, T and Techno, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Paul Williams, do you listen to Nerdcore or you just listen like the um, the electronic, you know, dance type of stuff or whatever? You know what? Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, DJ Bsec, forgive me. This podcast may start to run a little long now because he. Um, uh, do, 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 do. 
I'm trying to find it here. Uh, to do to do here we go. Those who don't know about Nerdcore. With a Commodore 64 can hack into NASA. So this is actually by a company or a group called Dual Core. It's called Hack All the Things. Literally, the chorus is drink all the booze, hack all the things. It was from one of the DEF CONs uh, many years ago. Definitely one of those things that I get pumped up to when I'm getting ready to start doing my um, my penetration testing at, uh, accolades. So. But we are eight minutes after. I will let this thing roll for a second. Say a good morning from another couple things. That while we're waiting, I, I want to see. I want to see. Has anybody had any good wins this week? Um, I do know we were talking about last week. I do know some people said that they had some real sexual uh, interviews. But have you crushed anything this week? Found a new vulnerability, you know, stopped an exploit from inside of your organization. Had a great, great interview. You're getting ready to have another one. I believe the last time we were talking, there was one or two people going in for interviews for an internship, breaking into the industry. Nathan, I'm LOL. I'm a nerd, and I listen to orchestrated Zelda music. Oh my god, dude, Nathan. There's only so much Zelda music I could take. Oh, my goodness. Uh, John, got my supply chain management certification. That is – so when I see supply chain management, I think two, th two different things. Are you – I assume because you're here, that is InfoSec supply chain and not logistical supply chain, right? So correct me if I'm wrong. Lost Woods, but, uh, yep, yep. Some dubstep remixes. I do like some good remixes. Drink all the booze, hack all the things. Oh, George. George, you need to call me again, again. We need to catch up today, if at all possible. Nice, I recognize that name, but George crushing it found a qnap in the network during a scan now he's just got to go find quick tip george find out that mac address start looking at your arp tables inside of your switches good sir there's a tip of the day arp caches will help you find that device i'll tell you what switch what port and now you got to start tracing that cable but it'll help uh, it'll help you try to find out where exactly that freaking thing is instead of um, going around aimlessly inside of your network looking up and down. Top is just some LinkedIn courses got you. But anyway, we are 11 minutes past. I've already apologized to DJ BSEC because I know we're going to run a little bit long. But let me get everything set up. Go ahead and shut that off. I'm pretty sure I will have some potential audio issues, of course, because what is a... Oh, oh! It's actually pushing over the audio correctly. We will not have an audio issue on a Friday. This is completely unheard of for 
Simply Cyber. What is going on with this? But anyway, let's get this thing started. Let's see. I got to do this and I got to do this. Um, and I got to change the overlay. There we go. Perfect. Let's rock this out, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday, October 21st, 2022. Internet connectivity worldwide impacted by severed EU subsea cables. A major internet subsea fiber cable in the south of France was severed yesterday at 8.30 p.m. local time, causing connectivity problems in Europe, Asia, and the United States, including data packet losses and increased website response latency. Repair crews moved quickly on the scene but had to wait for the police to collect evidence before they were allowed to work on repairing the damage. Wow. At the same time, another subsea cable linking the Shetland Islands to the Scottish mainland had been damaged, leaving netizens on the island isolated from the rest of the world. World, but regardless of this coincidence, I mean, this latter case has been confirmed to have been caused by a fishing trolley. Mm. My so, I mean, yeah, I mean, this just goes to show you once again, ladies and gentlemen, that, you know, we are a global communications, yeah, not a hub, but I mean, we rely on global communications so much. You know, I mean, if you ever, you're in your network and you're looking, you can't really do a whole lot of uh, geofencing anymore. You can on incoming traffic, um, really incoming traffic only, right? So you can block, you know, France and Russia and South Africa or whatever from hitting your IIS server, Apache servers, whatever the case is. Um, but you cannot do that on external because, you know, um, G GCP, GSP, um, yeah, GCP, Azure, AWS. All these other uh, cloud infrastructures, you know, they will route you out globally. So, um, you know, you will see your uh, LDAP for Azure AD, you know, hitting the Netherlands because they have data centers there. And their U.S. ones are a little overwhelmed. So they, they geo load balance across the globe. So, hmm. Anyone else see the chat with the restream bot? I don't understand the question, Jeremy. I mean, restream should be working that chat, right? Yep. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, all right. So side topic there, Jeremy Williams. Yeah. In the, in the YouTube chat, it will say Restream Bot. It's something with the with the LinkedIn thing, right? So anytime someone posts anything from LinkedIn, it, it's got to have a separate bot so that way it actually shows up in this feed correctly. So it's a uh, it's it's a LinkedIn with Restream type of situation, right? So that's why you're seeing it. That's why you're seeing it in the YouTube chat itself, but you're not seeing it in the chat of the actual video. Hopefully that helps. It, it, it drives me nuts myself. Microsoft Blue Bleed customer data leak claimed to be one of the largest in years. Microsoft has confirmed a data leak linked to a misconfigured server for a cloud storage service, but is disputing the extent of the problem. In a report released this week, threat intelligence firm SOC Radar revealed that the misconfigured server exposed sensitive data, including proof of execution and statement of work documents, user information, product offers and orders, Project 
Details, PII, and possibly intellectual property. SockRadar says that its cloud security module monitors public buckets to detect exposed customer data and that six large public buckets contain information from more than 150,000 companies in 123 countries. The company is collectively referring to the leaks as Blue Bleed. All right, so I did see this come out yesterday, but my attention was actually drug. Um, so I don't know a whole lot about this one. This definitely looks like it's very impactful. You know, it, you know, when they're saying that you're going to be able to see documents and everything like that, I, this almost makes me think it's something to the effect like a misconfigured S3 bucket, but, you know, in Azure. So maybe a misconfigured blob bucket um, type of thing. You know, literally... I don't want to speculate too much because, again, I don't know too much. Um, I will show you in the, the mid-roll um, after their commercial or before their commercial that what I spent most of my time. If you're part of Discord, you see me talking about it a little bit, but I will share it here on here because uh, I do think it's something that is relevant that I did not get, any, did not get seen in the um, – in the uh, in the feed for CISO series. So this is definitely something, if it's not on your radar, definitely put it on your radar today, get to the bottom of it, see what this thing is. Again, from the cuff, it looks like a misconfigured blob storage container. So, but I am probably, probably wrong. If you're not in discord, definitely get in there. Put the, have a restream bot or have the night bot freaking fire that up. Hopefully that works when I'm here. I don't know if that works for only Gerald. We'll find out. But anyway, I put Discord in there. So hopefully that will put the Discord link. Hey, there we go. Cool. So definitely join Discord. Um, I'm in, I'm in, I hop in and out of there a lot. So we will, uh, I will be probably weighing in on that. Also, there is a, uh, Another video that we'll be putting out about how to dump LSAS uh, cash either today or Monday that we're going to be doing a little short little video for series I've came up with. But we'll talk about all that soon. Health system data breach due to Metapixel hits three. And this one may get a little spicy, ladies and gentlemen. Three million patients. Advocate Aurora Health, AAH, a 26-hospital healthcare system in Wisconsin and Illinois, is notifying its patients of a data breach that exposed the personal identification and data of 3 million patients. The incident was caused by the improper use of MetaPixel on AAH's websites, where patients log in and enter sensitive personal and medical information. MetaPixel is a JavaScript tracker that helps website operators understand how visitors interact with the site, helping them make targeted improvements. However, the tracker also sends sensitive data to Meta, that's Facebook, and is then shared with a massive network of marketers who target patients with advertisements that match their conditions. This privacy breach has taken the U.S. by storm as MetaPixel is used by many hospitals in the country, exposing millions of people to third parties and sparking class action laws against the responsible organizations. All right. First off, I hate the word meta. But whatever. Freaking Facebook. Um, it just seems like such a freaking... But anyway, the thing that really drives me nuts, I mean, it sucks for the patients. It seems like you know, it's just an, another data that ends in Y that there's a data leak. 
but the developers that build your portals will literally put LinkedIn, Twitter, Google Analytics, and Meta for every page that you go through. Challenge yourself. Next time you go into a payment, but you go into um, – we actually found it with a local utility company. Naturally, they want to see who is going to their local utility company so their main page has all the trackers in there. But you don't need those social media trackers and the Google AdWords trackers and all that stuff for a utility company inside a payment portal. You don't need it. In fact, I refuse to make a payment on that portal because the fact that they have all those trackers. When I'm looking at what's being loaded inside of there and I'm seeing all these trackers being loaded while I'm getting ready to enter my credit card payment or credit card information to make that payment. No, get the F out of here. Why are you doing that? It's like, oh, well, it's just tracking. Yeah, exactly. It's tracking you. And it's potentially like this, capturing your stuff. There's a new one that's out. Microsoft just released it. Um, if those who do websites and stuff like that, you may have heard of that. Or you know, you're, you're an owner or you do web marketing or something like that. You may have hold, hold of, or heard of a application called Hotjar. And what it would do is it would capture the mouse tracks on mouse movements on the website to figure out, oh, most of your company or most of your users are going in and reading this part or mostly hovering around these clicks. And, you know, it, it gives you an analytics about what you're doing. Microsoft has come out with their own. That's completely free. It just ties in with Google AdWords or Google, Google analytics. I should say, sorry, not AdWords. Um, and it's doing the exact same thing. So Microsoft is in the game now too. And it's taking user activity that you're doing on the page. And most of these people are putting that Google Analytics code. And it loads on every last one of their pages. It'll load on their portal. It'll load on the documentation, their management platforms, all this stuff. And especially if you're an MSP, definitely watch it. Because you will see, I'm not going to, as much as I want to name and shame and scream from the top mountains i can bash two people two companies in the msp space that provide an rmm tool that does it right now today and no matter how much i yell at them about how much this is a bad policy they don't care they literally don't you're navigating your rmm you're doing your remote sessions and all that stuff inside of this tool and it's all being captured by google analytics because that's the way their web developers programmed it Tell me that doesn't drive you nuts. But anyway, I I am one of those guys that has my tinfoil hat on just a little too tight when it comes to InfoSec. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but when it comes to InfoSec, my tinfoil hat gets on pretty tight. Parler accidentally doxes VIP members while announcing Kanye's acquisition. <laughs> the social media platform accidentally exposed the personal email addresses of some of its most elite members on Monday while making the announcement of the company's acquisition agreement with the artist formerly known as Kanye West. Parlor Top Brass sent out an email that CC'd a group of VIP members rather than BCCing them, resulting in the email addresses being shared amongst all of them, many of whom did not even know they were on the list. 
Although this does not rate highly as a data breach, it is another embarrassment for the platform which suffered an attack last year when hacktivists scraped all available public data on the platform and then uploaded it to the Internet Archive for safekeeping. The Internet Archive for safekeeping. Oh, gosh. You know, those who listened in last week, um, you know, I made I, it was on here that Kanye West was going to potentially buy or be a majority majority shareholder of Parler. And I was like, OK, whatever, you know, as long as it's making the platform more secure and they're not introducing new vulnerabilities. And, you know, I said that to preface something like this, right, something like this. I had a strong, sneaky suspicion that when they're making the change of hands in ownership, something like this was going to happen, right? So and once again, the platform is massively unsecure. It has been since the freaking inception of the freaking thing. Um, you know, Parler, wasn't Parler the one that got completely taken off of the app platforms, uh, Google Play and the Apple Store? If I remember correctly, it was. Maybe a different application I'm thinking of, but I'm pretty sure it was Parler. Um, but yeah, it's been just a freaking train wreck. And I fully suspected, again, tinfoil hat on a little too tight um, around some of these things that something like this was going to come. I didn't know it was this, but, you know, I knew something was going to happen. It was just a matter of time. So. And I do believe this is the middle, so we will do – oh, so this will be the middle of their show. So let me pull up my my cyber dad joke of the day. So we'll start off with the question. Why did the computer have – or why did the computer show up late for work? Why did the computer show up late for work? And again, if you're just joining us, this is the dad cyber joke of the week. This will be, in true tradition, a dad joke. Thanks to this week's episode sponsor, SafeBase. The dreaded security review. It's important, but it can be a real pain. Endless emails, waiting for NDAs, dozens of PDFs, and those unwieldy questionnaires. I'm tired just reading that list. Luckily, there's a simple way to streamline the security review process. That's SafeBase. Our Smart Trust Center allows you to send one link to customers or prospects so they can easily get access to the security and compliance information they need. You can learn more at safebase.com. That's S-A-F-E-B-A-S-E.com. Financial. All right. All right. Now that we had the mid-roll right there. Again, why did the computer show up late for work? The answer, because it had a hard drive. It had a hard drive. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoy that. Hopefully that gave you a little bit of a chuckle, ladies and gentlemen. On with the stories. So, so, so losses to synthetic identity-based fraud to double by 2024. Synthetic identities only exist as figments in a credit reporting bureau's records, but fraud from these identities is expected to rise from a reported $1.2 billion in 2020 to $2.48 billion by 2024 in the U.S., according to an analysis published Thursday by identity verification vendor Socure. 
The identities are usually based on a real person, but with a slight tweak to some piece of personally identifiable information, like a different date of birth or social security number. A fraudster can then use the identity for a wide array of purposes, including different types of loan applications and credit cards. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know what to say, except for another day that ends in why we're getting reports of, you know, things are going to double in the next couple of years. So, I mean, if you're into financial, you know, definitely, you know, know that they're talking about, you know, more fraud and everything else to be doubled in two years. Who doesn't see that coming every day, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, I'm not trying to put down, you know, see, uh, so series for putting that particular article in there, right? But, you know, it's almost like, duh. You know, until we get to a point that, you know, we are ahead of threat actors. We're able to, you know, I'm not talking just ransomware. I'm just talking about threat actors in general, people who are doing identity-based phishing. They're doing... Um, the scam calls where you got to, you know, you got to prove for a loan, but you know, before we finish your approval, go buy us, you know, 10 Apple freaking I cards or whatever it's until the education becomes to a point and adoption between education and adoption of certain cybersecurity practices becomes a standard. We're just going to have these problems, ladies and gentlemen. Always be on your toes, right? Hacking group updates Furball Android spyware to evade detection. Furball. A new version of the Furball Android spyware has been found targeting Iranian citizens in mobile surveillance campaigns conducted by the domestic kitten hacking group, also known as APT-C50. The newest version was sampled and analyzed. All right, pop quiz. Who is what country is normally named the kitten? What name? What ATP group is normally associated with kitten? It's by ESET researchers who report that it has many similarities with earlier versions, but now comes with obfuscation and command and control updates. This discovery confirms that domestic kitten is still ongoing in its sixth year, which further backs the hypothesis that the operators are tied to the Iranian regime, enjoying immunity from law enforcement. Furball is distributed via fake websites that are visual clones of real ones where victims end up after direct messages, social media posts, emails, SMS, black SEO, and SEO poisoning. Hey, this is surprising. I haven't seen this particular malware. I mean, I don't do a whole lot of mobile forensics by any means, right? So, um, but the answer to your question, um, or the answer to the pop quiz that I put in there, Kitten is Iranian. Um, so, or Iran, the Iranian citizens, I guess, right? I think. Anyway, uh, <laughs> can show my lack of knowledge of you know geopolitical terminate, uh, terminology, right? So, um, that if you're, it's interesting, you know what? Again, this is what goes back to knowing what's on your devices, right? There's a whole movement of education, and uh, you know, hats off to CNET. While I don't you know, listen to them a whole lot, but I do know that they're, they got that big educational push going out to all the uh, monitors pretty much across the country 
um, when you're pumping up your gas that if you have an old legacy application that you're not using, it might be t time to would, uh, uninstall. These are kind of things right along with that, right? So, um, and it does look like it's being debated just how far the furball it's kind of crazy, you know. We got a furball thing, and my furballs are freaking at the vet. But anyway, um, you know, ESET's kind of denouncing it, like, look, this thing is only accessing your storage and your contacts, which, whatever. It's crazy, but yeah, there's, you know, there's malware everywhere. Just be sure what's, you know, we've talked about this before. Know what's being installed on your applications. Verify the sin. Verify the manufacturer of the application because it will show it there right we had that story last week right so you know just be wary of what you install and just don't install garbage just install it and test it out brazilian police arrest suspected member of lapsus hacking group the arrest was made as part of a new law enforcement effort dubbed operation dark cloud that was launched in august of this year not much is known about the suspect other than the fact that the person could be a teenager the Policia Federal said it commenced its investigation in December 2021 following an attack on websites under Brazil's Ministry of Health, resulting in the alleged exfiltration of 50 terabytes of data and temporary unavailability of COVID-19 vaccination data of millions of citizens. Other federal government portals targeted by the lapses group in Brazil include the Ministry of Economy, Comptroller General of the Union, and the Federal Highway Police. All right, this one... I get a little, I'm getting a little salty on lapses, right? What lapses did naturally is a crime, right? So, but lapses TTPs is known for, they're not, they're not doing hacking per se, unless we're completely wrong and we'll find out in another month or two when everything kind of fully comes out. But everything that we know, or at least everything that I know about Lapsus Group, I should say, they bought access to these networks, right? So they said, hey, disgruntled employee, a.k.a. insider threat, I will give you $10,000, install any desk or whatever, and let us have access to the network. Um, most of them that we seen, I believe it was, um, with Authy. I believe it was Authy. It was one of the big ones that they, um, they took a ton of screenshots on, but it was literally, they logged in by a VPN and the person they paid off just allowed the MFA token to come in, just gave the user a password, said, okay, let me know when you're ready, accepted the MFA token and they were in the environment, you know, they gave the insider threat, but you don't ever see, um, Okta. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but you don't ever see what happened to the insider threat person. That's the thing that really drives me nuts, right? I mean, is it because of legal cases or whatever? And you know, the, the threat actors are under a different type of thing. I mean, I don't know. I would literally love to see the insider threat person or persons, you know, brought drug out for the name and shame. Like this MFR 
accepted the bribe. He was our insider threat, or these were our insider threats. That that way, business owners can be like, oh, you effed up and let this cyber terrorist group into that last company you came into? No, you know, check yourself at the door. So, because right now, we don't know who these people are who accepted these bribes. They could be at their next company, right? I don't know. Hopefully, there's enough communication in the back end between companies that are in the space. That way, they can't just easily go. But the part that I worry about is like the insider threat person for Okta or whatever, you know, some startup company, some subprime contractor could be like, oh, we got a potential Okta employee here, right? That was just disgruntled and they want to go work for a startup and we're a startup, right? And, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I just wish more and more of those folks would actually be, like I said, name and shamed, drag them out. Let's point, let's all know who they are. And Lego Security, you are not Team Replay today. You are Team Live, good person. Texas sues Google for allegedly capturing biometric data of millions without consent. The lawsuit was announced by the state's attorney general's office on Thursday. The complaint says that companies operating in Texas have been barred for more than a decade from collecting people's faces, voices, or other biometric data without advanced informed consent. Yet Google, through products like Google Photos, Google Assistant, and Nest Hub Max, have, quote, since at least 2015, collected biometric data from innumerable Texans and used their faces and their voices to serve Google's commercial ends, end quote. The statement added, quote, every day Texans have become unwitting cash cows being milked by Google for profits, end quote. Remember, we've got a full... You know, good on Texas. I, w I do wish more states would actually adopt a lot of the stuff that Texas does, you know, especially around InfoSec and cybersecurity, because they they seem to be the ones that are leading the front, the... You know, they are not adopted like a GDPR, but they're saying, you know, this problem, this problem, this problem. And they're chipping away at the the mountain, if you will. Yeah, it's, it's going to take a while, but at least they're breaking off chunks and they're holding people accountable when they have found them not doing what they're supposed to do. Right. So. I don't understand why Google, why Meta needs all this data on us short of its commercial ends, right? To get AKA more money. Yeah. I wish straight cash homie type thing. Uh, it's, I just wish more and more States were doing that. Right. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, oh, wow. I actually went through a, this thing a lot faster than I originally thought. It's only 38 minutes after, um, I guess um, if you were here just for the news, thanks for joining. We will just kind of hang around for a few moments and kind of chill out, listen to some music, say uh, hello. I know, um, did everybody get in what their big win was of the week? I know we did have a couple of folks who said that, you know, they had some stuff. Um, the person that was talking about the entry-level DFR stuff, um, you know, did you find what you need already? Um, as a programming note, we will be back on main. We will be listening to the wonderful Dr. Darren Osher on Friday. 
or on Monday. And, uh, you know, he'll be back at the helm, you know, doing all the awesomeness that he does. Of course, thanks so much to everybody here for allowing me to fill in. It is a true honor. Uh, Dr. Gerald has said a couple of times that, you know, there are people who really like it when I do guest host. So, you know, thanks for showing that love. Thanks for telling him that you appreciate me being on here so that way I could be a part of this thing, right? Um, so it really, really is a, a great honor to be here and be able to do this thing for him in his absence and keep this thing going, right? So with that, everybody, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Um, you know, it is that cooler weather, whether you are in – you know, in the south, you're getting ready for the winter chills that are going through down here. I know some parts of Canada and the northern states of are receiving snow. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Um, Joshua, be a, uh, Joshua B., no, you're awesome. All you guys are here are awesome. Because, again, without you guys, we couldn't do it. But anyway, off to write dreadful reports that I've got to do. Uh, with that, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Hopefully, you take care of yourselves, and we will all join at Friday or Monday morning to watch the one and only Dr. Gerald Osier do his thing. Take care, everybody. Have a good weekend. <laughs>